I was listening to a um, there was a uh, what's it called a D and D podcast a friend had me listen to. And the guys at the beginning were talking about it, and they're like, fortunately, D&D has come full circle, and now LARPers exist. Or, it was, um, back in the day it was, I'm nerdy, but at least I don't play D&D. But now LARPing exists, so now I can play D&D and say, at least I don't play, I don't LARP. Now we just need slash fanfic to become a thing so that we can get into LARPing. <laughs> nah, I... <laughs> I'm sorry, and no offense to D&D nerds out there, LARPers are more manly than you are, or more womanly, like, they, they are above you still, because they're at least out there running around more, doing shit. More their You're sitting in generally. a room with some paper and some grass being like, well, if I roll, like, there are versions of LARP called Dagger Gear, where it's full contact LARPing, where it's like, I throw magic, not in this you don't, axe to the face! Oh my god. True, but I'm not allowed to do that in my living room. <laughs> Dagger gear is for men, where boys go to die and get reborn as men. Like it's nothing <laughs> but those cool scenes from 300. Because it's like, no, if you die, you just run over there, touch the stick, and come back to life. It's like, so it's full contact medieval warfare with padded weapons. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I may or may not have a friend who does dagger. Well, he called it cloak and dagger, but you're clearly both talking about the same thing. Um, and I think it's in Pennsylvania is the closest yep, that's it is to me. So he probably, he's probably part of one of the, um, chapters or sub segments of dagger gear. I know it as the umbrella concept of dagger gear, which is full contact, no BS magic LARPing. Oh, he came back with two broken feet. Yeah. That's what did. you he do dropped, with dagger gear. He drop kicked someone and broke both his heels. Yeah. Um, so the possibility of me winding up at one of these things is actually existent, not high, but it exists. <laughs> Bring a shield. They're useful. <laughs> oh Maybe God. some actual armor. Like it. Yeah. I think he's, was, or there was, he was part of like one of these groups that's like the League of Legends team, the Unicorns of Love, where it's like they don't take themselves seriously, but it doesn't God. mean they're weak. And then I think it was basically like everyone hates the Romans because they have they're the, that's they're basically that's the rich kids of the group about. yeah I, I i fought the romans when i was in pittsburgh nice i swore allegiance to like the black talon mercenary clan for my day at dagger gear i racked up 37 roman kills and then if your experience was anything like my friends you then drank into the night uh-huh he told me that some of the groups there had full wet bars like just erected yeah Nope, yeah, I, that's why I picked the Black Talon Mercenaries. They had booze I liked. <laughs> and they offer, it, what was it, it was free alcohol for the top for the top killers or something like that? And I'm like, I have goals now. <laughs> free booze. Alcohol will be mine. <laughs> All of it. Die on my steel. <laughs> or surrender and prepare to sh uh, surrender thy booty. In the form nah. of booze. Uh, we're well, here to drink your beer and steal your rum at the point of a gun. To, your alcohol will uh, to us will fall, for we are here to drink your beer. Mm -hmm. All hail, Ailstorm. All hail. Yeah, no, uh, but that's the issue, because Dagger Gear exists. D&D &D nerds are still like, oh, we looked down on LARPers. No, LARPers could kick the shit out of you people. <laughs> you're... you're there's a pretty big divide in the categories, actually, between people who would 
probably identify as LARPing and people who do uh, debt. Say the game Dagger Gear. Dagger Gear, yeah. Because having talked to people who've done Dagger Gear, they will tell you, don't you dare call me a LARPer. <laughs> yeah, no, but <laughs> the uh, I, whatever the name of Dagger Gear is in your area, and please correct me if I'm wrong kind of thing, someone. <laughs> Dagger Gear is hardcore. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 37. I am joined today by a uh, sentient bird person, enemy of the mud people, apparently. Um, you, you seem nervous, Jeff. What are you nervous about? I'm not nervous at all. Um, we are the official podcast of Something Wicked Studios, a YouTube channel, and uh, we do a video game podcast, as it is often described as and debated. Um Mostly by we us. Swear we're a video- we might be a food podcast. We swear we're a video I'm game really podcast. Uncertain. We promise. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm Jeff, and I'm joined by Charlie. So. Yo. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so how are you, Charlie? Ah, uh, well enough, man. Well enough. I, uh, I've been playing a lot of Warframe lately. <laughs> mm, they've been advertising on my Twitch channel. or not Twitch channel, yeah. but on Twitch in general. Yeah, so um, you know how like last week I was saying um, I kind of wish someone would take Destiny and cram some Titanfall into that. And you were saying that that game might be Warframe, but then that would it's require basically you to pick Warframe. Up Warframe. <laughs> that required me to re- no, it's been on my. I never uninstalled it even. Like I think the last time I played Warframe was God, like back in April or something. And I mean, pick up. I mean, like I, pick up controller, not like purchase yes no yeah no i yes and i've so I, I think we talked about this last time i was playing lots of warframe but um so uh me and warframe have a weird relationship um one of our most disliked videos on the channel was uh, was my um warframe hour, hour one yeah. for warframe from way, way long ago, back when it was on consoles. And I didn't know at the time Warframe was a PC game. And we got a lot of flack for it's like, what fucking build you running? I'm like, whatever one's available on the PS4? Mm-hmm. Why are you putting this on consoles? Because that's where it is. It's also a PC game. It is? It was also a lot of your gripes were like, the patch that solves all these problems hits tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, no, and that's the, like, I managed to play an unbelievably shitty patch where, like, I I want to say, like, it's, like, so that's not even the most, re- that's not, that's not even the most recent time I played it prior to this. That was, like, God, like, two years ago or something, and, mm-hmm. and then it came to Xbox One, and I did another, like, okay, we'll do a second look at this, and, like, the game was so unbelievably dumb, like, what the fuck is this game, like, it's it's been like a year since I did the one on the PS4. Is this what this game is on the PC? Because this game is awesome, maybe kind of. Mm-hmm. But I think Destiny had come out at that time, and I'm like, but yeah, I got Destiny. Like it, it was very much just like, yeah, I would totally play the shit out of this if I wasn't already playing Destiny, which at the time was a better, more involving thing, and. I then want to say a couple months back, back when I played it last, actually. Also like, weird pay yeah, play some between the two at the time. Yes. Um, let's just say if, uh, Warframe has 
Warframe is free to play. It's it's got all the bullshit that comes along with that, for better or worse. And so, but even when I played the Xbox One version, the kind of progression in that game was still kind of like, okay, I don't totally think I like this a lot. But like, the, the combat's real cool. There's some neat mechanics going on. The systems are there. Uh, but I'm not sure what to say. Like, I'm like, it's not clicking. So then a couple months back, so back in April, I picked it up again because I'm like, oh, I got this fancy new gaming PC. Let's see what PC Warframe is. And in the time since I played last again, the game had changed. And I'm like, okay, this is almost at the point where I'm like, fucking yes, yeah, is what I want this game to be. And I played it pretty heavily for like a month or maybe a week <laughs> or so. I played it pretty heavily for a chunk of time that was like okay I, I gave this game a real shot and i'm like yeah if you could fix some things like the fact that i don't have a fucking clue what i'm supposed to do after i've done this stuff like the map system of where you're supposed to go in that game was really mm. shitty then and we'll get to that in a second but then so flash forward to recently where i'm like yeah i'll give work i i really i'm like i'm not digging destiny right now i want that kind of loot grindy thing in my life like Fuck it, let's fire up Warframe again, and I don't know if I left it in early words spot or like I, I don't know what was going on. But I came back and I'm like, okay, not much has changed, but you have fixed like ninety percent of all the gripes I had about the majority of this game. Like, it, it's still free to play, and that still comes with all the bullshit that comes with it. Like, hey, you want to change your Warframe's color? Yeah, buy some fucking color palettes. With in-game currency, with real money. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel they balance the free-to-playness better or something. Like I, it's clicking for me right now, and I'm I'm digging it. Like I think it literally comes down to also they very much changed the galaxy map system they were rocking previously, and now it's like no, no. When you beat this, it opens up these paths. And I know it sounds dumb, but that small inclusion, it's like. Oh, that's where I'm supposed to go mm -hmm. next. Awesome. I have to place with a fucking wiki on my knee going, okay, once you beat this planet, go to this planet. Well, how do I get there? Well, grind till you get nav signals. And, like, it's minor little quality of life changes they've made that I've never, like, mechanically that game is super kind of awesome. It was the rest of the package around that game that always had me going, like, why is this so confusing? Like, why... How do you think this is acceptable? It's super unclear what you're supposed to do in that game aside for grind out materials. And I'm not saying they fixed that. Like, I, it's still, they had some quests in that give you some direction, but still it's kind of like, yep, go to these plants, mm -hmm. make people dead. Anything else? Occasionally do it stealthily. Anything else? Occasionally uh, steal some data. So basically, I'll be doing like the same 12 things over and over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The game still plays good. It does. And it's less unclear where I'm supposed to go next. It is. Fucking yeah. We also made it easier to get weapons in the game, finally. Hmm. Oh. I like what you did there. And I, I I might be totally dead wrong, but I think in the time since I've played, they've done some rejiggering where uh, the way the class system works in that game is you have your Warframes. And each one comes with four abilities and kind of set like health, shields, etc., etc. They all move and from a gun mechanic standpoint, play the mm -hmm. same. It's what special moves you want. And 
I don't give a fuck about the majority of the frames in that game. I'm like, I want Rhino, I want Nyx, I, I wouldn't object to, like, Vagabond and the Pirate one. Those are the ones I want. Why is it so... F oh, those are all the ones in the end game. I get that, but, like, why are all the fucking cool, useful ones locked away at the end of the game? And all the bullshit ones that I'm like, yeah, I get this, but I don't want this one. All the ones I can get right off the bat. Like, I played way too much of that game with the basic Warframe. Because I'm like, the basic one's fine, it's just not fun. And at that time, it felt very much like they were doing the kind of shitty free-to-play thing of, well, you could just buy these better frames. I could, but then you win. Mm -hmm. And... Are all the frames super accessible? No, but they've now basically said, like, yeah, we'll sell you Orkin cells, which are an important part of building the frames, but we're you can now get access to the blueprints and the process to build these frames way earlier in the game. So if you, like, I, I like playing tanky, heavy kind of brute characters. There are only two frames in the game that do that, and you now can at least get one of them relatively early on. I'm like, yeah, I can get Rhino finally. Like, Rhino, at the time I played it last, was this one that was, like, locked behind several, like, super secret walls. It's like, oh, you have to beat these four dungeons. And I'm like, but you want Rhino to beat those dungeons. Yeah. That, what? That is a common problem that a lot of video games suffer from. Like, yeah. the item that solves the, this dungeon is hidden deep within this dungeon. And I don't mean Zelda style where it's you can get through the first half without it, get the item, and then you're supposed to beat the rest of the half of the dungeon. I mean, like, this gun, this dungeon is a sniper's haven. There's a really good sniper rifle at the end of it. Thanks. Yeah. No, and there's definitely some kind of feelings of that, and mostly it was the game's all about kind of play as you will, like, and the reality is the gun, like I said, the gun play and the kind of the, the combat minus your powers is identical from character to character. Mm-hmm. Which I like because I can get good at the kind of the motion system and the combat and then swap around frames as necessary. But it was always kind of like, but what if I don't want to play a spell user? Well, you have to unlock a non-spell user frame. Those are like three frames in this game, yeah? And they're super hard to get. I hope you like being a spell user then, but I don't like being a spell user. I'm going to stop playing your game. You could always spend money. No, I'm just going to stop playing your game. Mm-hmm. You lose, game developer. Goodbye. Yeah, and it it it's it, it. The game is still very far from perfect, but I and again, I have no documentation. But it feels like they really fixed their economy now, where it's like you want this now, pay some money. You don't want this now, like the parts are in the game. You can build this cool ass rifle. You can also buy it for five bucks. It's the same rifle. Mm hmm. Yeah. There's actual in-game options for unlocking things as opposed to exclusively out-of-game options. No, I think there thing. always were. Like, I'm not, probably not being totally fucked. There always were options for it. The issue was, as a new player, at the time I played it last, those options were like at the end of the game. And now it's like, yeah, we, we understand not everyone likes the bow or the bullshit rifle you start off with, so... There's oh, more no, access to stuff start off the bat, where it's like, no, no, you can get to stuff that you might like more faster. You might not have the resources for it, but, like, we will literally let... Like, you can buy the blueprint for this. You're going to have a hell of a hard time finding um, Plastoid to build it, but, like, 
you can in theory do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's nice that they introduced the early game option. Yeah, like it, it literally comes down to the games. My big, my, my biggest gripe with the game was how undirected it was, and the game is still unfortunately undirected. And I, on one hand, I have not gotten to the end game content. On the other hand, I've done a little bit of some of the end game content, and it's like, okay, this is just worse versions of the normal stuff, but it's harder. It's actually not. It's just worse. Mm-hmm. Like you've taken away half of my health bar. That makes it harder. No, it makes it just worse. Mm-hmm. Hard is difficult. Soul Calibur two dungeons. Yeah. Beat the game with the or win with the current weird fucking mechanics we've implemented. You die in two hits. Joy. No, that's exactly what occasionally it feels like. It's never anything quite that bad, but there's moments where it's like you understand the end game. And I'm like, no, I I understand the end game as I've experienced so far. I don't like where it's like, oh. You don't have it's like you don't have shields in this mission because it's a light switch mission. Why don't I have shields? Because it makes it harder. That's bullshit. Every other mission in the game lets me have shields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. not great. Well, the, the thing no, is, is, there's I'd... two ways to to tackle a problem. There's the ability of bringing everyone up to the same quality or dragging everyone down to the same quality. And that is, instead of introducing new content and bringing everyone up to a higher level, they're shooting you in the foot and dragging you all down to a lower level so that you're back to being yeah. challenged. And that's really not a great way of going about it. <laughs> no, it's, it, and it, it is what it is kind of thing. Like, it's, that game still just reeks of free-to-play bullshit, but of the free-to-play games I've played where it's like, I would call the free-to-playness of this game egregious in many ways, but still very playable where it's like yeah no there's stuff to do like we're not locking away missions like it in the same way like league of legends isn't shy about the fact that like we have like you can fucking spend money whenever you want Mm -hmm. but the game is totally serviceable without money too so have fun Mm -hmm. that's fair yeah but uh speaking of free to play um i also installed eve so the time of reckoning is upon us. Where the, the prophecy is true. Has, the time of reckoning has not quite happened yet because I did not have time to, since it went free to play in that whole clone state, whatever it's called, update happened. I have not had a chance to explore it, but yeah, I'm looking at you, Eve. <laughs> looking at you. Longingly. I think I have a new goal in life, which is to have Eve open on my small monitor and Warframe open on my main monitor so I can be like, oh, what's going on over in there? Oh, mining, whatever. Mm-hmm. Murder people with sword! <laughs> Need that windowed mode Eve going. No, it's, that's the correct way to play Eve, as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be on the Charlie Zen stream with uh, I... with friggin' um, Geometry Wars in the upper right-hand corner? Yeah, I I think I may do that thing I threatened to do where it's like main screen Eve, top right corner, something actually creatively crazy to watch. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I, I've been impressed by the stuff I've been reading and checking out where it's like the Eve community is like, fucking yeah, welcome new players. We're going to murder you. Mm-hmm. But welcome. <laughs> I'm going to cover my ship in a blanket made from your corpse. Welcome! <laughs> it's like being welcomed to Daisy. I'm so glad to have you here. Now I'm going to just leave out this, you know, 
free stuff, and then I'm going to fucking shoot you in the skull when you come for it. Yeah, that's that's what the kind of the gist of it is. I I don't understand Eve. I hope to understand Eve more in the future, but yeah. <laughs> Let me know of your travels. I I may have to send like food and like provisions to like see if he did he ever come back? I don't know. No one's heard from him. We just That's actually a that'd be a really fun idea for content actually Starlog like Starlog. Oh my god. St- Charlie's Starlog, day 18. Eve continues. Today we went mining. That's all we did for eight hours. (laughs) I still don't get it, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, if if we have a listener who plays lots of Eve and would like to show me the ropes of that game, please contact us. You might wind up in a video then or something. (laughs) Yeah, a lot, a, a lot of other That's filmmakers don't make promises like that. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I, I know you love my weird corners of the internet, Jeff. I have two things for you from the internet. Two from the internet. Uh-oh. Yes. The um, Do you know who Oakley Dokley is? Yes, they're a Ned Flanders-themed uh, metal band. Yes, that's that's the first one I got did for they, you from did my. Did they release a song recently? They released an album. Really? I've heard. Uh, yes. I heard their most recent single, uh, "Wines White Wine Spritzer." Yeah, it's on there, I think. Or they released like a demo, a sample track, or something. I don't know. I watched it. and I'm like, Jeff needs to know about this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Jeff knows about the glory. Yeah, or I don't know if glory's the word. I watched it with my roommate. He's like, "What are they saying?" And I'm like, "Something." Give me a white rind spritzer. There's got to be more lyrics than that. It's just that it's heck. Take give me a white wine far, spritzer on repeat for the entire song. Yeah, I I thought they're taking the gimmick a little too far. Where it, like dressing as Ned Flanders is funny, singing what Ned Flanders would be into less funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I enjoyed yeah. the song for what it's worth. I'm also a Guar fan, so crazy gimmicky yes. shit like this is not exactly a turn no, off it, that's why I thought you'd find it funny you after all do like Slipknot mm-hmm. opposite ends of the same spectrum <laughs> nah so my other thing is um, courtesy I believe of I think it's um, fuck what show was I watching they were talking about this? I don't remember anymore I think it people of earth no not that show um, <laughs> some one of the many, uh, what do you call them, like uh, daily show, not knockoffs, but similar, like the news comedy shows. Uh, last introduced week tonight? Introduced me to the cons. Last week tonight with John Ale- Oliver? No, different one. I, it's one with Samantha B on it. Uh, Full Frontal, I think? I don't know it. That sounds right-ish. Um, they introduced me to the concept of... Um, Russian news debate shows. Ooh, I like where this is going. And I cannot stop watching Russian news debate shows. You know I don't what know you what need now, debating. right? What? You need the, them to be doing a debate with 40s of SEAL Reserve. I... No, that, that's, that's too far. No, I, think. I don't I, think it is. <laughs> I... <laughs> I could make If I were to say it was on a dash cam, yes, we've gone too far. 
But a newsroom with 40s while they discuss God knows what, but you know you need to know their opinions on this planet. Well, so um, the, the, what's different about uh, a Russian debate shows or news debate shows is that they are obviously controlled by the government and they often like descend into mild to full-on violence and then an audience votes on which person they think was more <laughs> right. Oh my god, I love the like American Idol <laughs> side of it. I... I kind of want this to come to the U.S. Maybe not the debate descending into madness. That needs to stay in Russia. But I really want like a live audience to, to weigh in on every political debate that happens on Fox News ever. Oh, and to like God. yell things from the crowd like they do on it. Like it's, <laughs> it's the fucking Jerry Springer, Springer show of news with Russians. <laughs> Jerry, so it's just Jerry. awesome. Yeah, that no, no, you you think I'm exaggerating, but no, like if a guy in a bull outfit came out and headbutted one of these, I'd be like, "Yep, this is this is exactly what this show is." Apparently, nice. Oh my god, you're gonna have to send me some of this. This sounds fantastically. I, there's they're easy to find. Like, I, like there's one I found where just like one of the guys is like going, "Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh." So, like, this guy's like laying in him, and he's holding him, decks the dude. I'm like, "Oh shit, that's a rebuttal." <laughs> Like, what? Your mom liked it. Boom. <laughs> no, no, it's just like, it's some dude in a soup. You're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I expect your opinion. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fuck you! <laughs> like, oh, Russians don't mess around when it comes to the news. That is awesome! <laughs> Apparently not. I, yeah, the Russian news debate shows. I, maybe it's not the right, right name for it. I'm sure if you actually know what I am sure it's not as amusing if you know what they're saying. I... Based on this and this alone, if we have any Russian listeners, Privyet? man, I'm I, I, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Your news cycle is more fucked than ours is, and ours is pretty fucked. Yours is more entertaining, though. But <laughs> I can also imagine like this is terrifying to get your news this way. <laughs> oh my god! So, anything else go on this week with you? No, that's about it between um, Warframe and getting caught up on uh, Russian debate styles and what's new in Russia, I guess. I... Yeah, that's that's about it, really. I didn't do too much. It's been low profile lately, mm -hmm. for better or worse. Mm -hmm. Played some stuff here and there, but... Mm -hmm. Oh, I actually did. For I did forget about something cool. I did. Um, there is a Guillermo del Toro museum exhibit or um, art museum exhibit here in LA. I went and checked out with my girlfriend. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and it's, the, it's not so much art. Hmm? He's the guy behind Metal Gear or not Metal Gear, Twisted Metal, right? No, that's David Jaffe. I'm talking the guy behind the Hellboy movies, um, Pacific Rim, oh, okay. Pan's Labyrinth. Yep. Lots of big monster stuff. I like Hellboy. The Blade movies. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, Hellboy was great. I, and it's like, it's... I'm not sure to describe it aside for, like, this is kind of, like... If you told me this is, like... We went to Guillermo del Toro's house and just kind of stole some of the shit he had lying around his garage and made a museum exhibit out of it. That's what that is, but in a good way where it's like... Okay, so it's like the, some artifacts in the movie and some of it's curated stuff, but mostly it's like, this is shit Guillermo del Toro thought was cool. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Yeah, a quick Google search of just him with things makes me believe that, like, it's just a whole bunch of, like, things from Pan's Labyrinth lying around. No, and that, it was some of that and some of um, Hellboy. Like, it, lots of monster stuff, lots of, like, stuff like, oh, I was inspired by the Dracula movies and the Frankenstein movies. <laughs> just that kind of stuff around. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah. That, that's me. All right. That's all I got up to. Cool. So my week was kind of like crazy because work has has finally stopped killing me slowly. Um, it's killing you quickly now? Yeah, quickly. So I've been sleeping a lot. Um, but I have squeezed in some cool stuff. So mostly it was my weekend was fun where it started out with, um, or actually I guess moving even further backwards. So. My last Thursday, because now we record pass podcasts on Wednesday so that I can go yeah. to public hockey on Thursday nights. Damn, this time warp. I know. So I actually got to go to public hockey, and I went out and played goalie and successfully didn't pull a muscle. Um, nice. So that was a pretty overwhelming success. Um, apparently, the rink near my house, um, people are allowed to phone in and put their name down to uh, huh. have a spot reserved, and I was unaware of this system. So apparently two goalies were already there and I just up fucking showed up <laughs> and um, I get there and the guy's like, well, we actually already have two goalies and we're not supposed to let on three. But I mean, if the two guys who are here will let you play, then um, I don't give a shit. So they uh, I wound up going like, hey, do you guys mind if I play? You know, I don't care. You know, if, if you guys say no, you know, you have every right to be here. I, I I'll I'll leave. It's not a big deal. And they let me play. So um, I had an absolute blast doing that. And God, I miss that fucking sport. Um, So that was my Thursday. And then on Friday, I went to a Friday night magic. Now, as much as I love magic and I learn tons about it, I don't consider myself would be referred to as a good player. Um, I've never gotten more than like, I have a, until this weekend, I had never gone better than one in three in a tournament. Sure. And this weekend, I wound up going three and two. But I man, so it's the first time I ever went positive in a tournament, which I was super happy with. And at one point, I was three and one. And then I wound up okay. going against a kid who had was running. Um. So standard decks are usually around like one to two hundred dollars. And the kid who I went against is playing Delirium, which is like a thousand dollar deck. Um, ah. <laughs> so I got well, those assholes. Ah, he was. They were actually really funny people. Oh no, they're nice, but it's yeah. like thunk. That's a thousand dollars right there. You think you can beat that boy? Yeah. So lo and behold, I did not beat him. Um, yeah. So that put me down to five and two because they had enough people to actually play five rounds. But uh, I wound up coming in, I think, tenth place out of twenty-two people. Which for me was an all was a new record, and I wound up winning a uh, judge promo uh, card. Um, nice. Was it called? Uh, uh, it's something Fury. I forget. It's a mat or it's a three cost lightning bolt with madness for one. Um, okay. But it's all shiny and cool, and it's an alternate art, so I like yeah. it. Um. So after that, um, my um, roommate's friend and his brother came over to hang out for the weekend. Okay. And, um, his brother has gotten into cooking and has been watching that, uh, Japanese cooking anime. 
And he got one oh, of them. Oh, um, fuck, what's it called? I used to know this one. Um, uh, oh, no, sorry, I'm thinking of something totally different. The one from the game... Uh, the one from the game we played that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or at least I saw a little bit of the video where you and Jim were both trying to like create and serve meals and ruin friendships. No, um, I'm, 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 what, what cooking anime are you talking about? Cause I know of a Italia. That's the one I'm thinking of where it's like, I don't think it was that one. I think also I at this point not. because of the success of one of them was wildly successful. And I think that spawned more of them. Um, but he wound up getting one of the recipes from the show, and it just wound up being this just, like, really, really, really good, like, Korean beef kind of recipe. Cool. Um, he was not able to find pickled plums for the rice, which uh, we went looking a little bit afterward the next day, and I'm pretty sure pickled plums are just not a very common food item in the United States. Um, but he served kimchi with it, and he was like, do you guys want it hot or cold? I'm like, give me all of the cold kimchi you have. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the other kid who was hanging out with us has lived in Korea for a while, and he's currently looking to go back to live in South Korea. Sure. Um, so me and him were going to town on the kimchi because it's like, and our friend's like, what is that? It's like, this is kimchi. What winds up, kimchi is a bit of an acquired taste, but what winds up happening is you go to a Korean barbecue place, you're starving, and the food isn't ready yet, and you wind up eating all the kimchi, <laughs> and then you wind up liking kimchi. <laughs> Um, so I had that and then they left me the jar. So I proceeded to kill the jar over the next, the course of the next day or so. I like kimchi on, <laughs> sorry. I like kimchi on stuff. Oh, it's especially amazing on things. Yeah, I don't like it just by itself, I guess. I don't know. I like it both ways. I definitely agree that when you put kimchi on something, it adds a lot of really good zing to it. Um, yeah. So other than that, um, I've mostly been watching more Red vs. Blue, and I'm further along in that series now. Um, and I've been keeping up with the show Drifters, which is currently coming out. And that show is getting kind of batshit insane in a good way. Especially now what is that it? Drifters... Yeah, so what is Drifters about? Sorry. So Drifters is an anime made by the guys who made Helsing Ultimate... And, All right, so you talked about this last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since then, I don't know if I mentioned last week because I think I only just learned about this. So the main antagonist of the show is this guy named the Black King. And okay. because of like his, the people on the side that he's on all have powers kind of based around how they died or they're the way they are because they have such terrible memories because they were treated so terribly at their death. And this guy, so people he has, like, Joan of Arc has fucking fire powers. Anastasia has ice powers. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. And this guy can heal people. And he has this, like, one long line about, like, I was sent to, or, I was sent to guard and protect the humans, but this is how they treated me, so I now shall help and protect monstrosities. Yeah. And he has, um, holes in his hands. So there's now at least a fan theory that this guy's Jesus Christ. And that makes sense. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of fucking cool. <laughs> so we'll see where this show goes. Um, it, it, it's really interesting. Also, it's really weird that the main anta- the main protagonist 
his character design, like his face and his facial expressions and his eyes are verbatim the wolf Nazi from Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of cool design, so it yeah, kind of makes sense. Definitely the like very not menacing, but like you don't fuck with me kind of face. Yeah. Um, so did that, and that was fun. Video game wise, I've mostly been playing uh, Overwatch, and I finally managed to finish my placements in Overwatch. And I think I got okay. placed at. What does that mean? Overwatch has ranked seasons, just like every other Blizzard okay. property. Sure. And I got placed at, I guess, an Elo. I don't know what they call it. The MR rank ranking of, um, I think, two thousand one hundred and twelve, which places me in gold. So I'm officially gold in Overwatch and silver in League of Legends, despite all the hours I've poured into League of Legends, <laughs> which I found a bit ironic and funny. <laughs> um, yeah. But I've been having fun with that. I've been playing Sombra a tiny amount. Um, I have, it's, I think she's good. Um, I don't know if I think she's broken like a lot of people say she is. Um, cause the thing is, is she had, doesn't have a lot of mobility without her E. Sure. And even then, it only kind of takes her to a different location. It's not like she can blip around like Tracer, even though she's got the Tracer's really similar, like, range and D DPS. So you have to kind of play her somewhat similar. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I could also be a bad player. That's also a, a possibility. Yeah. Um, I think she's a shit ton of fun. And I also, I like the fact she doesn't seem to be the end-all, be-all character. Like, I like when a character's fun and I don't have to worry about them nerfing them. Sure. Um, that said, they Blizzard just nerfed every single character in the game so that their, uh, their ultimates take 20% longer to charge. So Blizzard wants huh. ultimates to be a little more sparse, which, which I guess like kind of separates the, the good from the bad with the good saves up their ultimates, doesn't use them willy nilly and then uses them at the right opportunity kind of idea. I can see the look in your face of, but I want to use my ultimate often because it's awesome. No, I, I, I guess it's kind of like my biggest issue in some ways with that game is I've never felt the powers and the ultimates especially were especially balanced across the characters, I guess. Like I, it's there definitely are some characters that have better and worse gear and I'm not I I guess I, I haven't played it that much, so maybe I'm talking out of my ass at this point. Back when I was at least trying to play it, I and maybe it's kind of this is a fun conversation, not necessarily a usefulness. There was just a bunch of characters I felt where it's like, okay, you're a thing, but like your 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 specials just fucking suck. Mm hmm. I mean, the thing is, is they actually wind up like evening out in the end somehow. I don't know how or why it balances, but it just kind of magically does. Uh, that like Diva isn't overpowered, even though her ultimate can wipe a team. Or, yeah. Or May's ultimate is fine, even though again. Honestly, most of them can wipe teams. Tracers is yeah. a little hard to do that with because it's not a very big AoE, but if you hit it in the right place, it's going to do some real damage. Um, no, and I guess I'm specifically thinking of May because her toolbox, at least in my book, was fucking bullshit. She's actually really fucking good. No, no, that's not the thing. It was, it was 
she was too good back when I was like, it's like this all this ice wall stuff and the um, ability to freeze herself. <laughs> it was like, okay, so you have the survivability of other characters. You have denial of other characters. It's like, this one has too many tools. Mm-hmm. And they're too... And maybe it was the fact that like I played a lot of that mode where the stuff recharges a lot faster. Maybe that's because like it, like it, it just set a bad table. It's like, it's like, oh, she's always ice blocking. I'm like, this is bullshit. She actually... The thing is, is May is actually a real high skill cap champion. Um, sure. To actually do damage outside of using her wall, she has to get in really, really close, and that can definitely be the end of her. Also, you can definitely tell when you have a good or a bad May on your team, because you know, one of the things to also keep in mind is for every shot of yours that your May that May blocks is also a shot of her own team she blocks. And I have been yeah. more frustrated with Mays on my own team more often probably than Mays on the opposing team. Um, sure. You can definitely still run into a god tier one. At the professional level, basically, May is used to, like, split a team in half and get one player on the other side of it. Honestly, if they're blocking your shots as opposed to pulling players out, they're not a very god tier May. Um, Yeah, no, I guess, like, her and... Who else am I thinking? Maybe it's just really her and the problem with, like, it's... Yeah, I know, but they probably fixed it some since, like, it's... it's, Mm -hmm. I vote... I felt that I guess like the powers were kind of actually my least favorite part of that game in some ways because some of them were like, This isn't all that useful, I don't think. Maybe I'm using this character wrong, but eh. I mean, I can't really think of anyone who's got a completely deadweight ability. I mean, do you have any in mind other than I, mean, I remember being really just more junk rat, I guess. Like I it's his stuff was weird. And uh-huh. again, that might be just I wasn't good with him, so Well the thing is with Junkrat is his um, mine is a displacement more than yeah. it is damage. So you actually use it on him to get him like up over walls and shit. Um, I use it mostly to like, what it's there for is as Junkrat, shooting at things close to you is near impossible. So what it's supposed to do is blow your, whatever is on your nuts away from you and you away from sure. it. Um, nah, and I guess that makes some sense, but at the same time, I, I don't know, like it's, in the pug situation, I was experiencing that thing with the fast recharges and stuff. It just, it was like, it felt very much like, okay, some of these characters are great and some of these characters have just the one trickest of ponies to ride in on. And once you can counteract that, it gets like, my issue with May wasn't like, it was the, this ice wall shit is bullshit. Not because it was like, it, it felt like all she had. It's like, okay, I get this, but at the same time, this isn't fun to play against. Like, everything else is fun to at least, like, okay, I died, that's fair, whatever. That was like, this is cheap feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's countered by a lot of things, like... No, I... It, the thing is, in Overwatch, playing. if there's a problem with a one particular character, you're supposed to change up your team comp to start addressing it. It's not supposed to be every character can deal with every character evenly. It's every care every team should be able to deal with every team. No, and to be fair, I was playing this game back in like the first two or three weeks it was out. Yeah, a lot's which changed. Which means no, yeah, no one knew what the fuck they were doing yeah. then. First two or three weeks, I'm pretty sure the best team comp was six divas, <laughs> I, or six mays. Yeah, I. Nah. Yeah, they've done away with that stuff. They also actually just implemented. Uh, you can only have one of any given character per team is now enforced. Okay, so that was actually always something I thought was missing from the game. Like I, I, hate I get it. this whole. I outright. Okay, hate so it. 
No, no, and I understand why you hate it, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, it goes along with my, if you're gonna make these people fucking named heroes, you can't have two of them out there at once. That I couldn't give two shits less about. That I do, though. Like, it's 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 one of those weird things where it's like, in League, you can't have two of the same character on one team. Yeah, you can. Oh, on the, sa- on the same team? Uh, no, you can't. You can't yeah. have them on opposing teams, though. That's that I'm okay with. It's the on the same team. I'm like, no, you shouldn't be allowed to do this. If you're if you're gonna go through the whole effort of making these quote characters, this needs to be a rule in place, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that's I know it's a dumb arbitrary <laughs> thing, that's but it's like, a hang like, up. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's it's it it is something I really disliked about that game where it's like there are five widowmakers on my team. How is this even possible? Eh, no one says they don't have cloning technology. Well Sky Industries at large. I have <laughs> Welcome to the new sure. U system. <laughs> um, but I like the diversity because it encourages new and interesting play, and sometimes some yeah. champions like their best cohesions with each other. I'm fine with if they were enforcing it only in ranked, but they're enforcing it in pub play now, which that I don't like. Yeah. Because that's one of the things with League. It's like if you want people to like adhere to ideas and stuff, go to ranked. Leave norm or normals is supposed to be a shit show. Yeah. Um, if you care a lot, go to ranked. Yes, you might wind up in bronze, but at the same time, you're surrounded by people who are your skill level, whether you enjoy that fact or not. Like, yeah. Like I had to come to terms with I am a silver and below League of Legends player. I'm where I belong. I'm surrounded with people that I can beat and who can beat me. I don't belong higher. I don't belong lower. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying, like, it's... Maybe they'll bring it back in one of those, like, archive, what are they called? The arcade, the arcade stuff, special yeah. rules or something? Maybe they'll bring oh, that yeah, back Oh, yeah, they implemented then, a guess... lot of shit since we last talked. <laughs> no, it's... I... It's it's weird, like it just little things about the package of that game bug me. Where it's like you have all this fucking backstory on these characters, and then I can have two of them on a team. I know it's a weird thing for me to get hung up on, but I'm like, but I do for some dumb reason. Hmm. And I don't want six maze on one team ever again. Well, that can't happen anymore. Thank fucking god. <laughs> um, I believe, or actually, I guess that's technically wrong. I think you can still do it in. Uh, players versus ai but that doesn't really count for much yeah that's like playing league against the ai yeah um let's say they also implemented the arcade stuff which basically it seems that blizzard noticed that that brawl thing in hearthstone worked out so now they want not only that but more versions of it in um yeah in uh all their other ips the one kind of cool one I was watching my roommate play right before this started was um, they have a every time you die, it changes the character you're playing. Okay. And that's I thought was kind of cool and crazy. Yeah, I like that, I guess. I, I'm all for having these highly competitive games so long as they keep a sense of humor about them where it's like, hey, this is the competitive mode, this is the hardcore mode and stuff, and this is the wacky rule segment because occasionally it's just fun to have fun. Yep. No one's putting up mad numbers in this area. Why? Because the rules kind of make that hard to do. Yeah, because we turned you into a healer. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. We see you like playing Reaper. Yeah, you never get to play as Reaper now. Why? <laughs> or everyone's playing as Reaper now. <laughs> nice. All right, so that's pretty much all I had. 
That'd be a cool brawl. Everyone's the same character. Like, whenever anyone dies, it changes the character on everyone. Hmm. The entire, or once one person dies, the whole team changes. Whole whole match changes. Everyone's the same character at all times, but when someone dies, you change. Oh. Wow, that'd be really chaotic. That'd be awesome! That'd be so insane, like, mid-duel, two people, like, two McCrees are gun having, like, this absolute gun battle, and they both turn into Mercies and can't shoot each other until they whip yeah, out their cool. pistols. <laughs> yeah. Do this for me, Blizzard. Do this. Yeah, I'll let you know when that gets implemented. <laughs> Next week, we've done this. Why? Charlie asked. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's it for my week. <laughs> yeah, I... It's been quite a week, man. Apparently. Yeah. At least in uh, so as, Blizzard's home base it has been. Yeah. Well, so as always, we got some news. You ready for some news? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, some stuff actually happened this week. It's Woo-hoo. been kind of a cool week. I've started actually reading a new source for our news, so some of this may be a little more less news and more like reports, I guess might be the way of thinking of it. And we're going to start this off with... um. Apparently, 14% of Americans now follow esports of some kind under the age of 13. Or, sorry, 14% of Americans over the age of 13 follow esports in some way. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So, at a party, I have a 1 in 10 chance of someone knowing who Team Liquid is. I'm not sure I, I probably shouldn't roll these far. dice. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> do it for your amusement. Yeah. Hey, it worked out the last wedding I went to. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, no, it's the report I was reading breaks down a lot more stuff and goes into greater detail, but this is mostly due to Overwatch. Watching Overwatch played is unbelievably popular, and surprise, surprise, that game is popular with a younger demographic, the like 16 year old and up crowd and stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of a cool thing, given how much we actually talk about esports, but never really have anything aside for. Charlie's skeptical. Jeff is like, I play League and Overwatch, man. And the internet goes, this needs to be a thing. Why is Shaq buying Rocket League teams? <laughs> well, he owns a League a of Legends team. Team NRG is I... Shaquille O'Neal. Nice. Um, I did not know that. They got relegated. <laughs> they weren't, I guessed as much. They weren't very good. Well... Yeah, I've actually been listening to a lot of pieces on. So, League of Legends is currently going through a turmoil point where um, the teams are starting to make demands of Riot because Riot is being very ambiguous on what it's going to do in the future, involving they're calling it charter membership, which okay. is in short terms franchising, except not franchising mm. technically because of the way profits are not going to be shared and the teams won't own the league, but. Basically, they're trying to get into big money investment, like sports teams, which is why you see the 76ers buying League of Legends teams. And professional sports teams will not buy a League of Legends team if they know the team can get relegated. So now Riot has to move into that. And Riot basically has told all the professional team owners, we up to this point, we are guaranteeing you in no way a spot in this league. We are reserving our own right, essentially, to um, 
choose who we want to be our long-term partners because whoever we wind up with, we are going to be dealing with for the next several years. We can't just hope you lose your way out anymore. What does relegated mean, I guess? I thought I understood it when you were saying it earlier, but... The bottom team gets straight up relegated, which is uh, you get kicked out of the league um, or you get bounced down to the challenger circuit. So it's basically your team becomes a semi-pro team as opposed to a pro team. Okay. And then the best semi-pro team becomes a pro team. Okay. Um, the Premier League soccer has this. Um, okay, yeah. So I, I guess how many, quote, pro teams are there at this point in time? I think there's 10 in North America, 10 in Europe, and then probably another or multiplier between 10 and 12 between North America, Europe, Korea, China, Taiwan, and then who knows how many wildcard teams um, have the actual pro status. Oh, and Brazil. Um, and then, you know, there's teams trying to make it all the time, and there's just as many teams in Challenger as there are, is in the, uh, pro circuit. Sure. No, I guess I'm just wondering because, like, I guess, how many big League of Legends tournaments are there really a year? Um, there's IEM Katowice. Right now it's IEM Oakland. Um, Kespa Cup. Um, and then was it EI? No, not EIL. ESL? I forget. There, there's not many. And then there's Worlds, which is the Riot owned league. Yeah. Uh, the teams only really get to partake in actual tournaments during the off season because they play every no, weekend of the regular. What I'm wondering, I guess, is my brain going like, hey, it's like part of what <laughs> makes sports appealing is it's a weekly ritual for some people. Like, could you have. Like a weekly regional tournament or something, depending on your. I I, I don't know. Like I, continuing on this, how do you grow this? Like it's the how do you make it kind of a, okay, and it's Thursday night. That means League of Legends tournament. Like here are the top six teams right now. We throw them in a room. Yep. Well, right now that does happen. It's just here's the, you know, the ten North American teams play against each other on Saturday. The yeah. European teams play Thursday. Koreans play at six in the morning, um, which I'm sure is like. 5 p.m. their time. So the answer almost sounds like you need more teams is the real answer. Well, they actually play League of Legends from like Thursday through Sunday. Sure. Um, what they're running into and what I was actually going to get at is the teams are actually running at... It's no surprise the teams are running at a loss. What is the surprise is they're running at a much bigger loss than anyone thought. And... The way that professional sports teams make their money, apparently, is on TV deals, which League of Legends yeah. does not have. And if it does, Riot gets all of it. The teams get none of it. The Through um, merchandising, um, owning your own stadium and selling tickets. And then I guess, uh, and then sponsorships. In League of yeah. Legends, it's basically all sponsorships to the professional teams because Riot doesn't share the ad revenue from street from its streaming. Um, does not. Um, they don't have regionalized stadiums, and so there's no tickets to be sold. Overwatch, apparently, the Overwatch League, they are discussing regionalizing teams and creating a. The basically, I think Overwatch has looked at all the complaints at League and been like, "We can solve that," and Overwatch is kind of carrying the flag on that one, which is in turn going to put pressure on League of Legends to do these um, 
to do away with the relegation system, which in North America, I believe they already had, or they've already announced that they're going to do away with it by like 2018 or something like that. Hmm. So the world of how esports is presently managed, I think, is going to, over the course of the next two years, change enormously. No, and I, I I understand the idea now. The relegation system makes owning a pro team in esports, at least in league, a lot less appealing because basically it's like, yeah, your team can go down to pro am at the drop of a hat in some ways. It can, and the honest truth is, is yes, they are still in the challenger circuit, but more often than not, those teams implode. Yeah, um, one in that most, if there was a player on their team that was like, this guy's a diamond in the rough, he will be picked up by a better team and he's going to be gone. And then your team's off to shit because they lost their best player. Yeah. And then usually the organization, all the sponsors will go, you lost your way out. We're pulling. Now, I guess to make a more direct sports analogy, it's kind of like football teams that don't do well every year but are still professional sports teams. We're like, they still make professional sports money. It's just like, yeah, no, it's like, no, you're not going to the Super Bowl. Why? You're you. Yep. You're the Eagles. You're the Jets. I mean, the Eagles were in it not too many years ago, but... They didn't win. They did not win. <laughs> um, but also one of the things with professional sports is because the league is co-owned by all the teams, the yeah. if a team is floundering, the um, they are supported by the league itself. Um, so it's not like, so dead limb teams still are allowed to exist, Yeah, which people make arguments for that. Like, you know, if you just have a dead limb team, you know, people are not going to keep watching, which as a, per <laughs> a fan of Boston sports, I know in the last couple of years, it may not look like it, but, uh, we've had some pretty dead limb teams and we yeah, definitely that, did not stop rooting for them. Yeah. I, I think there's a regionality or a, Regionality, localization—I'm not sure what the right word is for it, but yeah, there's pride in the teams from your area. Like I, yep. I lived in Pittsburgh. People are scary proud of those teams, whether they're good or not. Yep. Like I remember, I was talking to a kid who I knew who was from um, Ontario, which is the um, the Ontario Senators. Um, do I have that right? Mm, I think so. Um, that seems wrong, but not important to this. Yeah. Wherever the senator the senators are from in uh, hockey, they are. And he was saying he's like, dude, they're like the Red Sox of the North. Like they could suck absolute ass, and they'd still fill out the, sa the stadium every single game. Um, and I think that if you had regionalized esports, people would still like you know if I've been two years ago, you would find you if you talked to me, I would have told you in ten years' time, I think we're going to be having like. The Boston Massacre versus the L.A. I don't even know. Um, whatever your esports team name would be. Yeah. Um, I think will be Sunshine. happening in the next 10 years. Looks like we're going to be getting a mini version in the next two years. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to be getting my personal Boston team anytime soon, but I do think it's on the docket for this future. I do think this will happen while I'm alive. I've said 10 years. I hope I live 10 years. Yeah, no, that's cool. So. Yeah. So, uh, I guess back to uh, something Wicked Studios news. <laughs> yeah, we got it. No, it's that I, I I thought that'd be kind of quick, like, thought this was cool to know, but it, that turned into something far yeah. more. Uh, it's just like these happens. last, like, two or three weeks have been really, like, volatile um, and like cat or not catalytic, but like a lot's happening really rapidly at the moment. 
Uh, mixed loss. It's been a. It's been the time, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. Uh, stuff is happening the, that normally does not happen. This is the transition. Yeah. The metamorphosis is coming. Mm-hmm. We will emerge from the cocoon. Yep. Yeah. Well, so moving on from that, uh, other things are going through a bit of a metamorphosis, I suppose. Um, the HT- um, HTC has announced that there is a wireless adapter coming for the Vive. Why is this important? So because I've move. been super shitty to all of the VR headsets for not being wireless yet. Mm-hmm. And it's at least it's slated right now to launch at two hundred and twenty bucks. There's about an hour and a half of battery power in it, kind of thing. It'll let you move about, but more importantly, it will possibly let you run a VR headset in a room your computer's not in, and that's a big deal. Is it using Wi-Fi, Bluetooth? Uh, uh, this does IR. not go into it as the best radio? I can tell. I can't tell is the real answer. I'm not seeing okay. a I usually assume communication when, standard. When they use the words other room, I'm usually thinking Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, both those would work perfectly fine. That's really fucking cool. Yeah, no, and I think um, I'm not sure we ever talked about it on the podcast, but I think it was um, Google and Microsoft were starting to play around with wireless headsets like this and i think my reaction then was okay that's how you actually fucking do this already like the fact that they launched with wires i get but at the same time it's the people don't want the wires like you can really sell the vr stuff once you can have like vr mazes and shit where you're not doing crazy people tom wire runs on the ceiling or something Mm -hmm. but yeah no that's that's happening that's awesome yeah no it's it's not clear totally when it's going to happen exactly. It's just coming. It's not clear how well it will be or what, it, what impact it will have on the overall performance of the devices. But as someone who's typically pretty hard on VR tech, this is a step in the right direction, getting me excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our, we are another thing that we we're at the cusp of what comes next, I think. Yeah. No, and I think... I, so speaking of that, actually, um, EA has introduced new transparency guidelines and rules for YouTubers and streamers that they're sponsoring or encouraging to play their games for them. Yes, the idea that EA is doing something to not be shady, a little surprising, but... Yeah, that's out of character. Not out did of they, character, Did they get yeah, a, like another shit award recently or something they're trying to get rid of? <laughs> they're trying to bury... No, uh, the article I read basically goes on to there's doubling down transparency. They they did their normal thing. Of they paid some people to play some um, Battlefield 1, I guess, and they're like, no, no, you have to fucking disclose that we did this. Like, it's the... Yeah, some stuff got slapped around recently on the legal end of the things, but at the same time, it's like, wow, EA, good on you. Hmm. You're actually being proactive on this one for a change. Huh. Did they have, like, a changing of the guard or something i don't Where's know the ea i know i don't trust you <laughs> yeah i don't know man i do not know hmm. but yeah when you have one of the big publishers getting behind like no you have to fucking be transparent about this that's actually a good thing because the current state of things is a little bit shitty in some ways mm-hmm. yeah youtubers have been a bit of a hard to nail down gray area 
Especially yeah. with them coming out and turning out like they own half of the companies that they're endorsing and shit. I, we've talked about that stuff many a time on yeah. here where it's like, no, no, you, you have to be upfront about like, hey, um, I own this or hey, I got paid to do this because that's information a subscriber or viewer might kind of want. Mm. Which is sadly why you can take me and Jeff at complete face value because... We're sponsored by no one. So yeah, how's that so, for transparency? I will. Re- I, and here, something we can do is we'll review all of its sponsors. Fucking nobody. <laughs> Charlie's actual job. Yep, and Jeff's. Brought to you by the other things we do for employment. <laughs> other things we do for employment. They pay the bills. Yep. And Charlie's girlfriend. Holy fuck, is she patient? And she does our graphic work occasionally. Say, and a very talented and amazing artist. Yes. And Jeff's roommate. Jeff's roommate. Remember, I have much gold. Keep beating Jeff. He <laughs> lies. There is much gold in this for you. My God. Uh, I'm waiting for this to become like such a far going, ongoing joke that like that's the next something Wicked Studios t shirt or something's crazy. <laughs> Remember, Charlie has much gold. <laughs> Hit people with wrenches, get much gold or something like that. I'm not giving people my gold for random attacks on people. That's uncivilized. You, however, just attacking me. I'm. We established that I'm special. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you would like to attack Jeff for much for a portion of my much gold, go for it. Go find him. I dare you. <laughs> oh God. I can't wait to receive a letter on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tried to find fun. him. Turns out he's hard to track down based on no I'm details. C- <laughs> I'm coming for you, Jeff. I'm coming for you. <laughs> but moving on. Oh, my God. Uh, so um, we talked about it. I'm not sure if we talked. To- yeah, we talked about it as part of the actual podcast. It's hard to keep track preamble stuff versus not preamble stuff. But um, so Pokemon Moon and Sun or Sun and Moon are coming out. There has already been a prolific hacking scene for it, and ban hammers are descending. So if you're getting into that, prepare to have a potentially really weird time of it, because, yeah. <laughs> for those unclear on the story, the demo that came out had lots of data mining and exploits happening. It seems that that's also led to a discovery in how to maybe put some things in the game that shouldn't be there, and vice versa, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very strange talking about Pokemon and hacking, really. <laughs> I don't think it was a Pokemon game, but I'm pretty sure Nintendo is the company that had, um... There was, like, one emulator... There was a couple of rounds of emulators for one of its games that, um... There was one character that, like you could go up and talk to, and if you were the game detected, you're using an emulator, would say, like, this game's great. You should pay for it or fucking die yeah. or something along those lines. Eventually, the no, emulators are... got smarter than the game was, but... It was one of We've, on a couple occasions, made some references to especially clever anti-piracy devices and stuff like that, or in one or two cases, like, man, the anti-piracy device makes the game way cool, way cooler. Mm-hmm. Like the... Uh eye patch on solid snake yeah <laughs> now nah, moving on from that um we talked about this already but uh by the time you're hearing this eve is free to play 
Go nuts! <laughs> yep, uh, that's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right, so moving on from that, though, we got a bit of sad news. Um, Persona Five has been delayed. No. Again, April fourth, two thousand seventeen. Okay. Okay. This is still pretty close. Yeah, I. <clears throat> that's just worth noting, kind of thing, but. Yeah. So this weekend, um, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'm ha- I have friends who are going to be coming over and playing Pokemon, yeah. and I'm going to be the one person who will not be playing because I don't own a 3DS. And I looked up, I they seem to have like some kind of a 2DS thing, but you need to like buy it already on the some like it's a different type of console. It doesn't flip. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, the thing you have is definitely not the... You have the DS, not the 2DS. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I have, I have a DS Lite, I guess is the specific Yeah, it's, it's it's what came before the 3DS and the 2DS, for that matter. So, um, my roommate was like, you should take this time to catch up on a game that you've always wanted to play. And I'm like, I should play some Shimigami Tensei. <laughs> <laughs> and I legitimately was going to play um, either Nocturne or 4. Um, do Nocturne. Do Nocturne. I have it. Nocturne's the one I've started and probably the one I'm going to continue with. I have entered the, the fi- I'm at the like point in the game where it's like, oh, these are the systems. I need to understand these. There are a Shite. lot of systems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit just got real. Really, really, really real. <laughs> the realest, if you will. Yep. So once I figure out all that, I'll be able to just play the, da- the dang game. Yeah. Well, so speaking of Nintendo, actually, um, we have an official release date and release price for Super Mario Run. For those confused what Super Mario Run is, it's that endless runner coming to the um, iOS store and stuff. It'll be 10 bucks and it'll be out December 15th. So is this like Temple Run? I I don't know. I really haven't kept up with this. I think it's more like Flappy Bird where it runs and you tap the screen it jumps over crap. Okay. See that uh, you can infinitely go to the, from left to right. No, no, <laughs> you're always dream. going from left to the right. He automatically runs. You you tap to jump, you hold to jump higher. Huh. All right. It's not quite an idle clicker, but it's <laughs> I feel like this okay. is a step backward from a lot of Mario's the things that make Mario great, but sure. So the reaction I have to this is this is way too much money for what this game actually is. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I know Flappy Bird made some money and stuff like that, but that was also only charging people a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. $10 for this seems like a great way to piss people off. I think I played 20 for Final Fantasy Nine. It's a fully-fledged working fucking game. <laughs> yes. And if I were to yeah. go out and buy a PS2 copy of Final Fantasy IX, how much would that set me back right now? Don't know. It's oh, fifteen dollars for the PlayStation One. Apparently, people do not give two shits about that one. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Yeah, I, I. It seems like a bad move. I guess. Like, I, I get like charging five bucks for it. 10 just seems... 10 puts it in conflict with fuller, realer indie games in my brain. Mm-hmm. I know it's a weird thing to say, but like that's 
that's more of a game territory at that point. And yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've also never paid more than five bucks for any game for my phone either. So I've only paid for yeah. it for Final Fantasy. Other than that, I've never gone anywhere near that. I think I've yeah. most have paid is five. Yeah. But yeah, um, as we mentioned, Sombra is out in Overwatch. She's playable. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like a moot point at this point because we've already talked about her. But yeah, that whole ARG thing. Totally a good move. Totally. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Overwatch, Battleborn. Oh. All right. Apparently there was a fan revival event and it didn't it it helped, but it didn't do shit ultimately. I you bought the game, Jeff. Have you gone back to playing it since Overwatch came out? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Is it probably time to kind of push this one off the pier and say, be gone, good sir, be gone? I thought it already had. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the game's not gone free to play yet, so that's the last kind of attempt they could make, I suppose. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I'm not surprised, I guess, like, everything about what that game looked like was me going, huh, that game's not going to be great, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's going to be competing in a very bad arena for it. I think that game could have been okay if it came out, like, six months to a year earlier, but it didn't. <laughs> Maybe, and I guess, like, it's... Even when you were playing it, you never, like, seemed to be super... It's like, yeah, there's some stuff, there's some cool characters, but at the same time, it was like, yeah, it's it's a MOBA with guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has a single-player mode, though, so I guess I have to give it that point, but <laughs> moving on from that... In light of the whole No Man's Sky controversy that happened this year, the Game Awards, hosted by Jeff Keighley, have confirmed there will be less CGI at that. So, more actual footage or more stuff from the actual game, less, look at this thing we made for this, look at it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is actually a very good thing because, I'm oh, sorry, Jeff Keighley, Keighley? I always mispronounce his last name, Keighley? I don't know. I think it's a good thing because last year I think a lot of people learned about No Man's Sky courtesy of the Game Awards. It was definitely out there, but it, this was the most public, like, look, it's a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, last but not least, we can't go without talking about our friends Ubisoft. And, um... <coughs> 26%? Uh, no. Weirder. A French stock market regulator is accusing or is accused uh, members of Ubisoft's team of um, insider trading. Okay. Specifically, five Ubisoft executives. um, Do you know what insider trading is, Jeff? Insider trading? They're. Yeah. uh, They are making moves with their stock that they're not supposed to be able to make unless they have insider information. Or they could, they'd only think to make those changes based off of it. Yeah, and yeah, I guess it's actually... It's very difficult kind of, to prove. Yeah. So this revolves around the kind of fantastic time period that was October 2013, back when the first Watch Dogs came out and the crew was delayed and all that stuff was happening and Ubisoft struck, dropped by about 25%. And I think anyone who had stock in Ubisoft that knows things about video games could have looked at Watch Dogs and said, 
Huh. Not a bad time to get out. <laughs> Maybe it's not a great time to have lots of that stock. Mm-hmm. That game seems dangerous. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's your Ubisoft Minute of the Week, I suppose. Uh, insider trading. I Maybe that's why Vivendi hasn't eaten them yet. They don't have to. They just can kind of wait it out till the company's like, yeah, you, you have to sell the company now. Why? Because of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Fair. But, yeah, that brings us to our main topic, which... This week, kind of in spirit of things, want to introduce this one, Jeff? Uh, if I remembered what it was, yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I was hoping you did, because I've also forgotten what we discussed. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, our... ga- games you should have liked, or you liked for some reason, but you probably shouldn't have. Or on the flip side of that, games that you should have liked, but didn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I can start this one off with my ongoing one of Overwatch, because... I am a huge fan of Team Fortress 2, or was a huge fan of Team Fortress 2, and on paper, like, it's like, okay, it's Team Fortress 2 with superpowers. I get behind that. I I don't know why I bounced off that game as hard as I did. Like, on paper, it's something I should be very into. I think the re- rationale I've come up with recently has been, I played Team Fortress 2 when I had a lot more time to devote myself to a multiplayer-only game, Overwatch... I'm not in a point in my life right now where a purely multiplayer game appeals to me the way it once did, so I choose to blame that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is basically the Unpopular Opinion podcast officially at this moment? I don't know. Yeah, um, might as well be. So I guess for me, probably one game franchise that absolutely everyone adored and I never caught on with is Gears of War. I was just never enticed by it mechanically, or and the guns never... It may have just been the fact that the only time I was ever handed the game was, hey, we're playing Horde Mode, catch. and Yeah, that's another introduction to that game. Yeah. that I don't know if soured me is the word for it, because it's not like I'd write off the whole series altogether at this point, but like that wasn't what I'd describe as fun. <laughs> no, no, Horde Mode is for a very... The non-campaign parts of that game are for people that are into that kind of thing. Like, I don't like horde modes across the board, so that's not that's not true. I wish there was horde modes in certain games out there. So but there's I, ones I've had a ton of fun in, like Unreal Tournament. I had a ton of fun with Invasion Mode, which is the yeah. horde mode. Um, now I guess I want to say that, that uh, Gears of War is such a specific in its playstyle game that if you're not a fan of it, the horde mode just kind of exemplifies things you might not like about the gameplay overall kind of thing, and that actually makes a lot of sense. That game is definitely not for everyone, mm-hmm. just given its reliance on the cover system. Yep. So I guess that's probably my first and most, like, a lot of, or a lot of people rightfully enjoy that, that, um, that series. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Another game, or I'm trying to think of games that I liked that, like, everyone was like, my God, that's garbage, and I had to, like, play it in secret. Um, so many games for me. So many games. Say, so you go on, or you take the wheel then. I, we've talked about my love for the prototype franchise. On, actually, I can spin off that. So I just went off that. Uh, I, I love the prototype franchise mostly because it's kind of hot garbage, but it plays awesome. 
Mm-hmm. And it's cool on the flip side of that, the infamous franchise has yet to have a game I liked. I I, I like the, the first infamous. I haven't played the second one yet. The first one's okay. I just really dislike the combat in that game to just a frightening degree. I really don't like the main character, the Cole. Yeah, I just like overworld open world games with the exception of Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm generally not a fan. I just yeah, I like even Skyrim and Fallout 3 and a bunch of other games that are these giant living breathing worlds. I get sick of it. it's like, "Oh, go have fun and do stuff." Yeah, give me a narrative already. Like I I I get the appeal of this, but it's, it's never for me at the end of the day. I like I we talked about this some last week. I play video games to go do something I can't do. I can wander around the streets of LA anytime I want. What Grand Theft Auto Five lets me do is like ramp helicopters off of each other above LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Say so, say one that I'm kind of weird on is um a game that I or a, a style that I like that I probably shouldn't and is very impossible to convince other people to also enjoy is I like point and click adventures. And I am picking the cream of the crop because I'm playing, you know, Tales from Monkey Island and I have no mouth, but I must scream. Yeah, those are pretty good ones. But and I will forgive gameplay when the storytelling's that solid. Yeah. And very, uh, very much like, oh, my God, I had the greatest time playing this game. Here's a couple of jokes from it. I can't recommend it, though. <laughs> like, yeah, it's hard to tell someone you should totally play Monkey Island. Should I? No, you won't like Maybe. it. Maybe. <laughs> um, you should watch some videos of Monkey Island. Yeah, that's probably a really good. Um, yeah, a really good one for that. Um, nah, I guess another one I got kind of is it's the um, what I'm blank drawing a blank now. Um, go. Oh, I had one for a second. It's totally departed my brain. Say probably one that I've played too much is I'm gonna say the Binding of Isaac. Because you're allowed okay, to like that yeah. game, but you're not supposed to like it like a thousand. Or you're not supposed to a thousand hours like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I have four hundred and two hours in the original, one hundred ninety six of the sequel. <laughs> nah, fair. Um, nah, it's um, spring off that roguelikes, that kind of you die, you repeat system in games, with the exception of Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. It rubs me the wrong way every time. I. I guess like th- those games were so unique, and they're like part of the fun of them is you will die. Other games were like, no, no, you die, and then you like, spawn new character. You have like all the stuff from the old ones. I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. eh. So, one game series I probably shouldn't, or I'm going with the I should have liked, but I never caught on with me, and it may have just been, maybe I just w- had a thing against the Xbox. Um, was uh. Dead Rising. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm with you on this one. The original, like, the thing is, is there's so many things I like about that series conceptually. Like, they made a zombie game that wasn't horde mode, that had stuff well, going on. It kind of is nothing but a horde mode, well, though, too. Yes, but, like, it has a plot line, and it has, like, events, and it's got a lot of just stuff going on. And... That is all really good things, and I do, like, there's a lot of endearing things about the game to me and a lot of stuff I want to like, but for just whatever reason, I just, 
the few times I was handed the controller, it just didn't really work out, I guess. No, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I have tried playing that game on multiple occasions and many of its sequels, and every time I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And I have never a good reason why. It's just, it's like uh, somehow about how the system works, just, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Here's a fun one. A game I shouldn't like. Among the Sleep. Eh. Um, Not an overwhelmingly popular, well-known game. I guess there's technically videos of me playing this on the channel, and they're garbage, and they look like shit, and my computer just wasn't playing ball that day. Um, But for those who don't know the game Among the Sleep, it's basically like... If you ever thought the game Amnesia would have been more fun from the first-person perspective of, like, a three-year-old <laughs> with a teddy bear that's, like, ambiguous whether or not he's evil or not, <laughs> um, that's the game they made. Um, yeah. And I've enjoyed it. Um, do I think the game reinvented the wheel? God, no. But I did enjoy it. Oh, I know one I've got here. I have really enjoyed some of the Zelda games after Ocarina of Time. <laughs> You're allowed to say that. Like, no I, one's going to be like, you whore. I uh, know. If you say you liked Majora's Mask in some circles, you'll get that answer. Oh, I fucking love Majora's yeah. Mask. You're in good company. I oh. find that game charming and weird. Okay, then I'm fortunate there. I, I really, or I like them both. It took me a long time to get into Majora's Mask because at first I was like, it's not Ocarina of Time. I'm not touching it. And then I sat down and played through it. I'm like, you know what? This game scratched the itch. It was the Zel- It was a Zelda game. I am happy with that. Yeah. And since then, I've played a bunch more of um, Wind Waker. And I haven't had a chance to beat Wind Waker. But I've actually really enjoyed myself, even though it's fairly divergent from the other games. I mean, a lot of the core game style, like the sword fighting and whatnot, still there, and the items are pretty similar. But, like, there are some stuff about that game that is friggin' batshit different. The fucking boat yeah. is way different than anything from any of the other games. And it's wacky storytelling and everything I've just really enjoyed. There's a boat that yells at you. Yeah, I do kind of like that in this version. Both the boat and Zelda are assholes. Yeah. Asshole Zelda, I really enjoy. <laughs> no, it's a fun divergent from the normal sorts. I, I, that's actually why I liked Majora's Mask as much as I did. Like it, Majora's Mask is probably because of things I'm into when it comes to things I collect and stuff. My One of my favorite, if not my favorite ones. Like the whole werewolfing out with the masks that turn you into a Zora or the Deku or the Goron or the Fierce Deity thing. Mm-hmm. I just thought we're fucking cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. So another kind of random one I'm going to go with is uh, Shadows of the Damned. Because that game really didn't review very well. That said, most of the main complaints were it's mostly Resident Evil 4. Or, well, it's yeah. directed by that, but it's very... um. It reminded me way more of Dead Space than the way it handled. Um, but that game didn't review nearly as well, and I really enjoyed it, and, like, that was kind of the Suda51 stuff I I wanted in a game. It was a bunch of fucking dick jokes yeah, and I'm, good gameplay. I'm game not sure I call that game... I'm not sure I ever call that game good. I think it's awesome, but not good, necessarily. I completely understand where you draw that line. Yeah. 
Um, there, there are some weird technical choices in that game that's like, huh, that could have been better, but at the same time, it's like you're having a gun battle on the body of a giant woman. Shut up and just enjoy this. The loading screens are like 2D cardboard cutouts of the character. Yeah. The upgrades in the game are performance enhancers, as in Viagra. Yeah, yeah no. Um, I think it's definitely a case of either you're into that kind of humor in a game. Like, either either you're a Suda51 fan, or you probably didn't like Shadows of the Damned. Oh, yeah, no. If you, if you don't enjoy what Suda51 is putting down, there is no way to... Uh, yeah. That game is not excusable. Yeah. No More Heroes, it is not. Like, No More Heroes is a game that, even if you don't like Suda51, is still an amazing game. Shadows of the Damned, it's like, this is for you, my friends. Yeah, yeah, we see you, Suda. <laughs> um, so another... This is going to tie back into my enjoyment of point and clicks, because I don't know where this yeah. falls, but Neighbors from Hell was a series I really enjoyed, and, like, I played through both the first one and the sequel and then played through them again later in life. Yeah. Um, I just found I don't think fun. that one's generally viewed as not good. That's just kind of like, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, I'm just putting in there, Jeff, we don't play point-and-clicks anymore. <laughs> yeah, but that's just... But we do. They're just all made by Telltale, and they're not really point-and-clicks. They're just kind of weird, interactive movies. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, I... I could probably throw the Wii under the bus a little bit right now. Like, as much as I rag on the Wii U, I still like it more than I ever liked the Wii. And if I had a YouTube... No, I I hated that thing from day one. Like, I... All right, I I like my Wii. I still don't have any plans to purchase a Wii U. And you shouldn't. Like, with the announce of the Switch, there should absolutely be no reason or even, to ever even buy Even if Wii they didn't announce the Switch and Nintendo just said, like, we're going Sega and we're never releasing another console, I'd be like, I'm yeah. not buying a Wii U. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, as someone who genuinely regrets buying a Wii U, I would still gladly buy another one at full price if I could go back in time and stop a Wii from entering, ever entering my life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I fucking hated that console and just everything it was. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have a good explanation why. I think it was because in the most hipster-ass way possible, unfortunately, it got really popular with people. And it like I loved my GameCube. I wish I still had my GameCube. One of my biggest regrets was when I sold my GameCube so I could buy a PS3. Or an mm-hmm. Xbox. I don't. I I bought it to buy something that was quote less kitty at the time, and that is the mistake I will never let myself live down. In some ways, like don't sell your consoles unless you absolutely have to, kind of thing. Oh yeah, but you'll regret it. Especially the older ones. They just keep fucking kicking. Uh, I somehow I've yeah. still got my same PlayStation Two and uh, the same N sixty four. Yeah. I have neither of both of mine anymore, and I regret that. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, like I think it's like just the branding for the Wii and the games available. Like the Wii as the only video game console my parents have ever bought, and like it was like, oh, we bought this. We aren't you happy? I'm like, fuck that thing. Throw it in the garbage. I will not support this. Mm-hmm. I will buy maybe two games for it, but I am not. I'm like, no, 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 no. I do not want that in the house. Fuck that thing. <laughs> It was a weirdly disproportionate reaction for it's like, yeah, it's a little kind of concept that appeals to everyone. And then it became a, 
Yeah, it's a concept that appears to everyone that no one actually wants around anymore because I already own Mad World and No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yep. What actually yeah. surprised the shit out of me was I went to GameStop this weekend and I was going through their Wii section because now that I own one, I'm like, all right, I'm going to populate this motherfucker. Yeah. And I've been slowly picking up, like, Wii games I care about. So, you know, No More Heroes, it's sequels, Red Steel, um, so on and so forth. And I was like, eh, I'll grab Skyward Sword. As I discussed previously, I'm more forgiving. Uh, or I enjoy Zelda games after Ocarina of Time. I was like, I wonder how much it'll be to try this game. And it's still, like, $50. At GameStop yeah. provide, I'm like, how the hell did this thing hold that kind of fucking value? It shouldn't. I think it's just rare because that game is not amazing. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think so. I, I think the choice to go full motion control was a bad choice on Nintendo's part that stopped me from buying it. Mm-hmm. Fair. Holy fuck, it's still like 40 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Like, it's really expensive, and I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> I guess it was better received than Twilight Princess? Uh, Twilight Princess is weird because it got split. Like, that was both available on the GameCube and the Wii, and the Wii version is genuinely worse mm-hmm. than the GameCube version. Mm-hmm. Because it's got weird aiming, not maybe not worse, but not as good as the GameCube version. Like the um, re-release of it recently for the Wii U is very much the GameCube version with some added stuff to it. It's like, no, this is good. This is this is what you want from a Zelda game. You want tighter control. You want you want to feel like you're actually in control of the game. Yep. I cannot say that about the Wii U version of Twilight Princess. Yep. Like for the, the Wii, Wii I picked up. Um... Metroid, uh, what's Prime? it called? I picked up Metroid Prime Other M for like $10. And I was like, why? Uh, why is another like staple franchise that I imagine sold similarly? No, 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 no. You didn't pick up Metroid Prime. You picked up Metroid Other M. And Other M is bad. Oh. <laughs> really bad. Toasty. I've. You know how we all like Samus for being a strong, independent character that's kind of a badass? Yep. What if that wasn't the case? Uh, that'd be awkward. What if we were all, what if we were all looking for like an emotionally vulnerable, kind of abused version of Samus that had to have men tell her what to do and had her armor taken away from her and kind of really uncomfortable ways and yeah. Hmm. That's other M. Alrighty then. Well, I guess I have that to look forward to. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Ugh. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Now, you could sum up a lot of this stuff, and I don't have the love for lots of old franchises. Lots of people do. I We've talked about this a bunch. I am weirdly immune to a shocking amount of video game nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Because I just missed out on a giant chunk of it. Because it was like, is it an arcade? No. Then I didn't play it for a giant chunk of that time period. Mm-hmm. Fair. But, yeah. I can kind of say the Dark Souls games on this list, but I love the Dark Souls games. I'm just bad at them. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not so much I don't get. I, I'm like, no, I, I get them. I, I totally get them. I just get like fucking frustrated. You go, fuck all of this. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls fans, those people I don't get. <laughs> but thank you for existing because it keeps me. I get new Dark Souls games, and that I am thankful for. Say one series that you and me are both very much sold on that I've shown to other people, and they've been kind of eh on is Bayonetta. Actually, that can be a polarizing game potentially. Yeah. Not for like the obvious reason, but just like. This game's a little too crazy and over the top, and I can't really keep up with this razor thin thing it's describing as a plot. And oh, the no, uh, like I... the still frame cutscenes are like, is like, okay, I get where you're coming from. I still love it though. Yeah, but also let's say from the people that brought you God Hand, a game that did not do well at the time, but in a world of people loving Bayonetta, still has pockets of me and you going like fucking God Hand. Yep, you and me, the last two are. Some of the last two guys still playing God Hand. Nah, but not no, but mm-hmm. I don't think I think it's one of these things where it's like the, the act the what's that called the character action genre is a fickle and very specific one that didn't really exist back when God Hand came out. Like it sucks it didn't, but mm-hmm. not to be totally surprised. But yeah, no. God Hand, a great example of a game me and Jeff also are like, fucking yeah, to <laughs> That the internet overwhelmingly said no to. <laughs> That's not fair. I, reviewers were said no to. <laughs> the internet's reactions fall more in line with me and Jeff, where it's like, fucking yeah, God Hand. That game's weird as shit. <laughs> totally batshit crazy and fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. God Hand. <laughs> Do you have any last games you'd like to bring up now that we have successfully I, made our way back to the glory of God Hand? I, I could probably throw Destiny on this fire where it's like, yeah, there's large stuff like Destiny. I have still played way too fucking much of it, but also at the same time, I have even bounced off it lately, so who knows? <laughs> I don't get MOBA people, but at the same time, that's super weird because I used to be a super big MOBA person back in Dota 1 days. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, yeah. Like we've hit all the obvious and fun ones to talk about. Like I can go on and on about how it's like I don't get mobas. I'm an old man though too, so meh. <laughs> get off my lawn. Back in my day, you bought you bought a real game, and then we modded in League of Legends. <laughs> oh, the Warcraft throwback. League of Legends <clears throat> was a multiplayer custom match type. That, like, two dudes would introduce you to, and they're like, I fucking play a shit ton of Dota. And you're like, you are weird. Why are you only playing with one character? It's an RTS, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> what? No, you just kill creeps the entire time. Again, you are saying words I understand, but why? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, would you like to close this one out? I've done the last like two or three weeks in a row, so I feel maybe you should do it for a change. But I can uh, close this out before we get to the fun part, I suppose. I say, uh, we are the Wicked Awesome Cast. You can find us at something. Oh we- no! Wait, I forgot. We have news. We ha- we ha- we have one question from people. Oh, okay, cool. We have one question from people. Uh, yes. Uh, as Jeff started saying, we are the Wicked Awesome Cast. We can be reached at wickedawesomecast at gmail dot com. Again, Jeff, what can they reach us at? WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. 
Wicked Awesome Cast. Spelled as it sounds. Link down in the show notes as well. If you write in, we might read it on the air. Like this. Mm-hmm. From Kyle from New Jersey. Ooh. What hobbies do you guys have aside from video games? Guitar. Jeff has mentioned, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Jeff has mentioned guitar and car stuff occasionally, so I'm assuming you guys have other stuff you're into. Mm-hmm. Jeff plays lots of guitar. Lots and lots of guitar. I, the car stuff's more just kind of things you find cool to look at. I, You're not big into restoring cars, are you? I've done it before, sort of. I've done modifications to a car. Um, I'm an engineer by day, so... Being under the hood of things is kind of my shtick. Yeah. Um, I enjoy or I enjoy a lot of things about cars. Um, I'm hoping to get into... I have a friend who found a racetrack around recently that we can go Ooh. and drive our cars at quickly, legally. So hopefully I'll have some stories like that. I don't know. Or right now we're recording in November, so I probably won't be able to do that for the next year because, you know, <laughs> snow. Um, yay, New Hampshire. Dude. Um, you need to get into ice top racing. Ice top racing? Oh, yeah, Do you know yeah, what that yeah. is? Driving cars on lakes. <laughs> yeah. Quickly. <laughs> Bust um, those windows out so they don't fog up. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, my big thing is I play a shit ton of guitar. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I do uh, anime. And, honestly, doing this, like, content creation stuff is kind of, like, the other hobby because... A lot of it's like if I'm not playing guitar, playing video games, or doing this, I'm probably try. I'm working on that like super secret something Wicked Studios back project that will probably <laughs> never happen. Or trying to mention like, that in a couple weeks. Yeah, I've kind of not been working on it. Yeah, I figured as um, much. You slacker. But like, um, or thinking of things to do for this or something. Um, yeah. And then other hobbies include Magic the Gathering and D and D. We cover most of our hobbies on yeah. this podcast in one especially most of Jeff's, because yeah, they're yeah. kind of relevant. So yeah, it's cool getting a call or getting a message from a person from New Jersey, because I guess like small side story for this listener. I used to drive down to uh, New Jersey all the time because I was dating a girl who was going to Seton Hall, so I spent a lot of time in uh, the Orange Newark area. <laughs> so, Kyle, uh, if you're from that area, let us know. I suppose apparently, I- yeah. I'd like to say I'm sorry that you live in New Jersey. As a masshole, I feel I have the right to make that joke, but... <laughs> oh, my God. Would you like to... I will not... I'd say some of your hobbies, I think, would actually be um, going to, like, art pieces and stuff, because you wind up at a lot of, uh, like, exhibitions and things, it seems. Yeah, my art, my hobbies are weird and eclectic, or disjointed and eclectic, I suppose. So, um, I... This is going to sound real strange if we had a artist member of the something wicked studios team that would oddly enough be me metalhead loving kind of brutality weapon collecting me um i i have a bunch of very weird skills i've picked up over the years ranging from glass blacksmithing to glass blowing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I at certain points in my life i have had stuff in galleries for glass blowing the blacksmithing was kind of just fun i I actually had a weird split at one point in my life where it was kind of like, okay, you can either look into doing video game stuff, try and make a living on glass blowing, or do the kind of theater tech stuff I ultimately wound up choosing to do. And it was a very strange fork because it's like, none of these are potentially super profitable. What's the most sustainable? 
Uh, none of them. <laughs> Do any of them have any crossover in skills so that if one doesn't work, I can jump to the next? No. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but yeah, not really. We've I, I found the jumping point from what I do professionally to what I do for fun and or would love to do professionally at the same time. But that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, I do that. I as part I've. As I'm sure people may have gathered from the various stories we've made mention to about my parents, my parents are also interesting individuals that are big into doing stranger stuff, and as a result, I just kind of seek out stuff I want to go do, and that's... Yeah. I've honestly taken your lead on, like, I'm bored in New Hampshire. I shouldn't stay in my apartment. I should go figure out what the fuck's going on. Like, things are happening around you every day. All the time. You just have to get up and go look for it. Yeah, the first year I lived in L.A., I was super into the underground Lucha Libre stuff that was out here. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And after a year of that, I'm like, okay, time to go find something less repetitive, I guess. I don't know. Like, I I bounce around from hobby to hobby. Like, and The reality is, like, of my hobbies, video games are the most consistent. Like, when I just go back to... I. I bounce around enough. Like I, I have a motorcycle, which means I occasionally work on that. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I pick up and drop hobbies pretty quickly. It seems like, and something with studios is weird because it's part hobby, part company. I've tried to start kind of thing. So it's like, is it really a hobby? Ah, mm-hmm. we don't always act like it is. I, I we take it very seriously. But yeah, I, Hopefully, the, my upcoming future hobby will be fixing a place I buy, so <laughs> we'll see. Yep. Nah, it's... I, I am a complex and bizarre individual with many semi-useless avil- ta- talents mm-hmm. and skill sets. <laughs> I like to do new stuff. That's that's probably the best way of putting it. Like, it's the, I've never done that before. How mm. dumb does it sound? Pretty dumb. I want to I wanna fucking yeah. go do that. I think this is one of the reasons we always wind up on like the food topic. Is like I went and tried something crazy this weekend that I never oh, yeah, had no, previously. I, 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 there are some restaurants out here I had to stop going to because like they had really. I, I went to grill them all the um like, the night before we recorded this actually, which is a burger, a heavy metal burger place out Instagram here. Instagram told me about that. It looked good. Yes, and they they were serving a. a I, I love that place, but I also I can't go there all that often because. They serve some burgers, and I mean burgers, burgers that, are, yeah. that are bad for you. And <laughs> I've only successfully ordered off the normal menu twice in all the times I've been there because it's like, oh, the normal menu has like burgers between waffles or two grilled cheeses, which is awesome. But then the specials, like, yeah, we put like four ghost peppers into the burger patty. Why? And then wrapped it in blue cheese. Why? And then deep fried it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take one of those. Yep. That sounds horrible. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. No, like last night was I was there and it's like, oh, we have a we have a burger. Okay, that's cool. It's wrapped in ham. Okay, liking this so far. And then we dipped the entire thing in gravy made from stout beer. Just just fucking make one for me. Stop No. What are we what are no. we waiting for? I'll <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you see what I look like. You had you wrap it in ham. That should have been the indicator I'm going to buy one. Yep. Yeah, they're great yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. If you're not like, go to Grill Em All. It's, it's it's some of the best food in that part of town. It's really good. Can confirm. And you can get a burger between two waffles. You can also get, uh, or as you mentioned, one between two grilled cheese sandwiches. 
Yeah, the behemoth. <laughs> and they're all oh, named yeah, all and the themed burgers. after metal bands. Yes, they're the all the good men. Lord intended. <laughs> Amata Mars signatures on the wall of that establishment. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that, yeah. I like pimping them. They're I love their food so much. I need to eat. <laughs> Please oh, sponsor God. us. <laughs> I'm moving closer to them. I'm gonna eat their more. Fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> but but yeah, I wish I had useful hobbies like exercise. I'm weirdly into botany. That's actually the other thing I'm kind of strangely into. But like bonsai botany and like cactus botany. None of that like so, flower. Oh growing yeah, bullshit. I kill bonsai trees once a year. <laughs> yeah. In an attempt to make them live. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Now my cactuses are fine, but yeah, I, I just kind of bounce around. That's my personality, though, too, to a certain extent. It, it doesn't. It it, it, it when it finds something it likes, it has to latch onto it for a chunk of time, and then it bounces. Like for for reference, like there's a reason I've played almost every major video game that's come out this year, and Jeff has played like four. Mm-hmm. Jeff yeah. is a man that's not afraid to get committed. I'm like, that was cool. Um, yeah, we can do this one or two more times, but um, uh, I'm not calling. Yeah, it. I need a new game after this, though. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not gonna be a second playthrough for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Um, also, my hobbies on guitar. I actually do like kind of general music production. Guitar is not the only instrument I can play. Yeah, he, um, Jeff, as Benchport Jeff has done the majority of the music, if not all of the music, for the channel at this point um, and the podcast. I've, I haven't done some like one-off things. Like Blood Drunk is very clearly Lamb of God and not me. Yes. I've, oh no, when we're not stealing music from bands, me and Jeff like Jeff does the music. Yes. Um, and there's more stuff coming soon because I've been working on some tracks recently, and I'm finally getting some yeah. stuff I like. But it's slow because creating music doesn't happen, and you know, <laughs> snapping my yeah. fingers. Yeah, it's it's a process like so so many things, but um, yeah, Kyle, thank you for writing in. I hope we yeah. answered your question. Thank you so and much, not, and thank you everyone who's yeah. been writing in over the last couple of weeks. It's been like a really awesome way to end the show every time. Yeah, it's been fun. We really enjoy having it happen. So, nah. So I guess, but um, I don't know. Go ahead. I got some channel news. I guess um, because of the holidays and the. Hopefully my upcoming move into a place that's not my current apartment. Uh, Something Wicked Studios, the YouTube channel, will be going on a semi-temporary hiatus, I guess. Hopefully it'll be over by the end of the year. But I, I don't feel I, I don't feel right to keep saying, yeah, videos are coming, when it's like, no, I have to go sign paperwork and yell at a person all weekend when I would w- wish to be editing. The podcast is going nowhere, though. Just not off the hook. <laughs> nope, I'll still be here. Yeah, and we and we will be doing Game of the Year at some point in the upcoming future, and we will also be doing our Extra Life stream. I, I think I'm going to try and organize that for December 10th at this point, assuming no one's got anything super conflicting with that. That's a tentative date at best, though, so don't hold me to it. But yeah, I, there will be a trickle out of videos as time goes on, but don't expect anything regular until probably January, unfortunately. I have the future potentially holds me reflooring the floor of a place and tearing up carpet and all that stuff. So as much as I love doing this, real life occasionally has to take priority. Mm-hmm. We'll be back, though. The po- like I said, the podcast is going nowhere. This is less time-consuming than the other stuff to produce. So, yeah. Yep. Also, the goal is to have a bit of a backlog by then. So 
maybe there'll be less content gaps. Yeah. But yeah, there could be a filler episode depending. I'm just, or but at least know. there'll That's... be something. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, there will be stuff. The, the, the podcast will continue more or less as normal. Yep. Next week's podcast for Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't know what me and Jeff are gonna do yet. We that might be a preamble cast. If me and Jeff can get organized, we may do something as well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it, but we'll see. Yep. We make no guarantees. We're a small crew, so <laughs> yeah. Want to take us out here, Jeff? Sure. Um, so, as he mentioned, we are this the Wicked Awesome Cast. Uh, you can find us at somethingwickedstudios.com or wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube, where Charlie puts in a lot of effort and makes a lot of videos, and I watch some of them, and they are all great. Um, and with that, I think I'm going to say good night and cue the metal. Cue the metal.